Hello and welcome to the Just Bulldogs podcast. All of your Canterbury Bulldogs news and reports as it comes to you. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back. This week the Bulldogs are on the wrong end of another poor performance, going coming away with a 24-44 defeat by the Brisbane Broncos. Bulldogs try scorers were Jacob Preston, Jake Avarillo getting a double, and Corey Waddell. And Broncos' long list of try scorers were Adam Reynolds, Kurt Capewell, Billy Walters, Dean Mariner, Xavier Willison, Ezra Mam, Brendan Piacura, and Herbie Farnworth. Birdo went four for four with the boot, with Adam Reynolds going six for eight. Um, yeah, first half, um, we were competitive. Uh, halftime score was twenty two to eighteen, with the Bulldogs looking to take the upper hand going into the half, really battling um, and taking on the Broncos' try line right before the half. Looked like we had a chance to score, but just ran out of time uh, before we could cross over. But with Selwyn Cobo in the bin, it looked like we had a chance to come into the second half and um, started off well and hopefully try and take the lead away from the Broncos. But even with Selwyn Cobo um, off the field, Broncos managed to score a try, a man down, and then run away in the um in the back end of the game, uh, with us not scoring another try until the seventy seventh minute when the game was already over. Um, yeah, definitely not the performance that we were hoping to see this week from an understrength against an understrength Broncos team. Um, some solid player performances for us, but um, just our defense in the middle of the field not holding up at all in this one. Um, no, no, not really any particular players that um, really lost it for us in this one. Uh, only a couple players with um, really bad missed tackle numbers, but nobody getting blown out of the water. Birdo was the worst of our starting players, coming away with five. And um, Curtis Moran coming away with six isn't great to see, but uh, as a smaller body in the middle... Um, he makes up for it with a lot of the big shots that he gets. But, yeah, not really what we're looking for in this one um, with our middle just not holding up to a understrength Broncos middle pack that we really should have been able to handle this week, I believe. Um, yeah, just going off stats, it doesn't look like we should have been blown out as much as we did. But, yeah, watching the game, the Broncos really rolled through us. Um, if you get deeper into some of the... Team stats in this one. Uh, the possession was fairly close with the Broncos having 52% of the ball. Um, the completion rates were similar, 80% to 84%. Um, and even the all run meters weren't too far off the mark. Uh, us having 16.44 and them having 17.49. So only a touch over 100 meters more. But the post-contact meters are pretty killer. Um, we were just under 500 where they were very close to 600. Um, so even when we are making tackles and not um, falling off the player, we're just letting them continue to run um, after that first contact. Um, the second phase play really killed us. Uh, Given up 11 offloads. We got a plenty of offloads of our own, but um, we couldn't make a lot happen off them. We had a couple of tries, uh, particularly the Tavita Pengai, um, uh, setting up Avarillo to score a try. I believe he got it to Toby Sexton, who put Avarillo um, past the fullback to score a try, but 
most of the time they didn't uh, lead off too much. Uh, a few offloads, particularly the one after the try to Blake Wilson that um, forced a knock-on uh, off the kickoff and put us defending our own try line. Just stuff like that putting us in really poor performances. Uh, poor um, positioning, sorry. Um, just to, yeah, put us up behind the eight ball and give them Broncos more chances. Um, so, yeah, it's a couple of things that we really need to work on is our offloads and um, picking in the right time, not forcing them. But then when the other team has the ball, when they're offloading, we really need to cover the ball and staying active in defense and um, not just expecting our teammates to have um, the tackle covered, just really being attentive to what the, where the ball is and what the other team is doing when they have the ball, um, standing up to the last minute to make sure that the ball's not going to get out and really wrapping up to stop that second phase play going. It's been a killer for us the past few weeks, and, yeah, it wasn't any different in this one. Um, we showed some pretty good things early on. Uh, I was very happy with the way that Toby Sexton played um, in the first half of this game. He only got through 38 minutes of work before he uh, had a the incident with Selwyn Cobo where Sexton had his nose broken. Um, I think that the send-off was pretty tough for Selwyn Cobo. Uh, I think it was definitely a penalty because of the forearm to the head, um, but it definitely wasn't the causing factor of Sexton coming off injured. It was an accidental knee on the ground, and there was nothing in that from Cobo. So, yeah, I hope nobody's going after him for that. It was pure accident, and the forearm didn't really cause anything um, of too much damage, I don't believe. Uh, so I think it was a penalty, but I don't think it, um, I don't think it was a send off. But yeah, we couldn't really um, get anything out of it anyway. Uh, but we did have really good attack going for that first half. Uh, scored majority of our points, um, eighteen points going into the half while we had Toby Sexton. And then in the second half, when we didn't have that controlling half, we had Kyle Flanagan come on. But, yeah, he's just not the same kind of player as Toby Sexton. Doesn't have the manage, um, game management skills of a Toby Sexton. So we'll have to wait and see how long Toby Sexton's going to be out for. Hopefully not too long because, yeah, we really need his um, guiding hand to get us going around the park if we want to have a chance in the games going forward. But other players that I was happy with their performances this week, Jake Avarillo at the back, once again, had a very good performance, coming away with two tries, over 100 metres, a really good support player. Looks really good when he's running in that fullback position, getting out wide. And um, his good support play up the middle. Uh, it sucks that he's already signed away and we can't, and we won't have him next year. But yeah, he, I think he plays very good in that fullback position, so we can at least enjoy it for the rest of the season. Um, Blake Wilson uh, got through a good amount of work. Wasn't his best game this week, but I'm still happy with the way that he's going. We didn't have a lot of attacking football going his way, so it was good to see him still get through the hard stuff. 14 runs for a hev for 178 metres is very good work. 42 post-contact. Um, happy with the way that he's developing. And Jacob Carras in centre. Um, this isn't really what I was expecting. I thought... Um, him moving into centre might take away from some of his run metres and um, how damaging he can be on the kick returns. But it really set him up for the um, for the next run after the kick return. So he ended up having 22 metres for 200... Uh, 22 runs, sorry, for 230 metres, 74 post-contact and 10 tackle breaks. 
Um, very good to see from him. He got four offloads. He's back to his um, uh, starter season form, which is very good to see. Uh, I think him being at centre is where he belongs uh, going forward. And I think um, he could be massive for us on our get-out sets to really um, help us stay out of trouble and get out of our own end. So very happy to see the way that Karaz played in this one in his first game uh, at centre in a while. So I look forward to him developing and really owning that centre spot. Um, looking into our middles, uh, Max King found a bit of form. His defence is still struggling. Uh, I think he's uh, lacking a little bit um, since uh, compared to how he was playing at the start of the season. 29 tackles with zero missed is very solid. It's a very good um, stat line. But I think his um, mobility, his sideways mobility is just sort of not up to the standard that it was early in the season. He's not missing tackles, but a lot of the time there's an open hole where he's just not making contact with the attacker. But still doing some very good things with the ball. 12 runs for 111 metres, 39 post contact, and then the 29 tackles with zero missed. Um, hopefully he can get back to that beginning of season form that we've seen, and I think this is a good way, a good step in that direction of him uh, getting back to that form. So hopefully he can... Get back to that. Um, Reed Marnie, a dummy half. Uh, good stat line. 51 tackles with only two missed. Is fantastic for Reed. Um, but I think he was in his head a lot in this game. Um, one of his best plays is the short ball on the try line. It, it put Jacob Preston over early in the game. But um, he throws it so much that the defense can pick up on it. And he gave up that intercept to... Uh, the Broncos, Billy Walters. And, um, yeah, once you keep throwing that ball, every time you get into position, uh, the other team will start expecting it. So I think Reed needs to start um, mixing it up, not do, not going for it every time. I think it's become pretty common that every time we get on the try line, it's about two or three times where we'll hit that lead runner. And it is a very good play, but you have to pick your moments and you have to shake it up. Get um, Even if you just get the two forwards doing this um, block play, hit the other back, and then you can sort of pick on those players that try to shoot up on it. Um, but even just getting the ball out wide, we really I think it has a lot to do with... Um, I think Sexton was on the field at this time, but, yeah, just really need those um, two halves to make sure that Marnie's getting the ball where it needs to go so we're not giving up those plays like that to relieve the pressure off the other team. Um, and hopefully um, we can take advantage of those situations where we're attacking the other team's try line. Um, moving on to the next players, um, a lot of this I'm looking at is players that had good defensive stat lines. Jackson Topline got through a ton of work again, 47 tackles with four missed. Uh, that's a, a little bit more missed tackles than we like to see, but 47 tackles is a ton. So like to see the way that Jackson Topline not really getting through the attacking work that I was hoping for, but I think he looks really good as a workhorse back rower. I think he's got a similar playing style to uh, your Josh Jacksons, just um, can do the hard carries and make uh, endless tackles all game. And um, I think he could do really well in the lock position in that role. Um, but yeah, hopefully he can hold on to a first-grade spot, at least as a bench player, because the, the work he does in defense is very good, and I hope that he can hold and can keep showing us what he can do. Uh, Jacob Preston, uh, my man of the match in this game and the fan vote man of the match. 
Uh, 11 carries for 100, uh, sorry, 11 carries for 96 metres, 34 post contact, um, but 45 tackles and two missed. Just an absolute workhorse. Andy came away with a try in this one. Very happy with the way that Jacob Preston has played in this game and all year. Um, hot favourite for Rookie of the Year um, and just playing exceptional football in a Bulldogs team that is not performing well. So very happy with um, the way that Jacob Preston's been going and that we locked him up earlier in the season for the next few years. So, yeah, stoked with the development of Jacob Preston so far. Um, <clears throat> our, our Rocks and Diamonds player, Tavita Pengai, 13 runs for 120 metres. Uh, three tackle breaks, three offloads, a line break assist, 11 tackles, no missed. That's a good-looking stat line. He was a big part of one of our tries to Jake Avarillo, but he's also a big part of um, Broncos getting a lot of ball on our try line. So, yeah, really need him to um, keep doing what he's doing, but just picking his moments because um, he, he can win a game for us, but he can also lose a game for us. So really hope that Tavita... Um, can take control of the moments and pick them when when it's going to um, benefit us rather than put us on the back foot. Yeah, we know he's got the ability to win a game for us, but yeah, as long as he starts picking his moments, and hopefully um, he can do that. Um, this was Gerald Skelton's first game starting. Uh, he made his debut last week as an emergency 18th man, so this was his first game starting on the wing um, in place of Josh Carr. He ended up with 20 run, 21 runs for 181 metres, 75 post-contact and two tackle breaks. The absolute um, mammoth amount of um, work with the ball. Um, only had to make two tackles, didn't miss any. So very happy with the way that Skelton played. Looked like, uh, only had a couple of chances with a bit of open field and looked pretty damaging um, in those times, but just done really well, just um, taking the hit-ups, taking the metres he could get. And um, he done well on the times when the ball got out to him on the wing, on those spreads, um, from staying away from the sideline, taking the metres that were available to him and then getting down and um, setting us up for another play. So I was happy with the way that Gerald Skelton played in this one. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing if he can get another chance in the top grade going forward. Um, I think there's a chance that he could um, battle it out with Braden Burns for a centre spot. Uh, Braden Burns did go down in this game. Um, with a, a knee injury, I believe. He only played 49 minutes, so the team was um, shaken up a bit, um, moved around a bit with that. Um, so I think there is a fair chance that Gerald Skelton could be fighting with Ethan Kai Ward for that centre spot going forward um, after Adokar's back, but I believe with Adokar out for a couple more weeks, Skelton could hold on to that wing spot. So I'm, I'm excited to see Skelton continue to develop in the top grade. But, yeah, this wasn't the performance we were hoping to see in this game with going up against an understrength Broncos team at our home Belmore Sports Ground. Um, it was good to see the send-off for Josh Reynolds, even though the day didn't go as we were hoping for. The New South Wales Cup team going down hard as well. Um, and then us, and then the first-grade team going down to the Broncos. But it was good to see all of the celebrations for Josh Reynolds. The shirt selling out um, immediately. And... Hits are uh, seeing him with his family and friends, and a lot of the old Bulldogs players clapping him on at the start of the day. Uh, we've seen Moses Embai, James Graham, um, Tim Brown, and a lot of um, <coughs> sorry, a lot of the old players that Josh Reynolds has played with in the past, and a lot of players that have worn the blue and white 
in previous years coming to support um the grub Josh Reynolds. So it was very good to see that. Um, wish we could have got a, got a couple wins for him on this day, but just good to see everybody celebrating him and a sold out Belmore Sports Ground to cheer him on. Um, the crowd looked exceptional. Um, the hill was loaded up. The grandstands full. Um, so good to see the support going out to Josh Reynolds in this one. But that'll do for the review of the Bulldogs Broncos game. Appreciate everyone for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye.